everyone. Welcome back to Podcast of Creative. Uh, my name is Casey Jones. Um, today we have a guest on for the first time in quite a while. Um, my beautiful girlfriend, April, has agreed to be on this podcast with me. Um, so one of the main reasons why I wanted her on this podcast is because I had put out like a, a an Instagram poll recently on what people would want to hear on the podcast. And one of the main questions that people wanted um, a podcast episode on was how to start creating things. And April has fairly recently picked up a new hobby in watercoloring. And I think she's like a pretty creative person in general. So it's, I think it'd be cool to hear from her because I don't have like a ton of context for creating things from like from the beginning for quite a while. Cause most of the stuff that I've done has been pretty, uh, pretty like long-term I think in terms of creativity. So anyways, April, do you want to like introduce yourself and then we can start talking about like how to get into creativity? Of course. Hi, um, I'm April. Yes, I am the girlfriend. And uh, yeah, I guess I just started watercoloring. I mean, I guess I've been, I've been interested in it for a long time, but really only using it as a creative outlet recently. Yeah. So like how, how long have you been watercoloring for? I guess technically the first time I watercolored, I took a class in college back, what is that, like six years ago now or something, <laughs> but, um, but, and I really liked it and I thought it was fun, but I didn't think I was good at it and I just kind of had the watercolors and I guess I kind of let them just sit around because I, yeah, I didn't really know what to do with them and I didn't know how to utilize it and I had fun, but I kind of just got scared, so I stopped. <laughs> yeah. So, so when did you pick it back up again? Um, sometime in the last year or two. Okay. Something I like I, I want to say it was in the last year. I don't think yeah. it's been two years, but um. So what was like? Let's let's take a step back first. Like like what do you typically do? Like like. You're in school right now, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, you want to talk about that a little bit. Just, I want to give people, like, context <laughs> for, like, getting into creativity. You don't have to be inherently, like, a quote-unquote creative person. Because I think there's, like, a lot of, um, like, a lot of weird stigmas around, like, oh, you can't be creative unless you, like, have inspiration and all this stuff. Yeah. And, like, I know you're, you're in school for nursing right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think nurses typically consider themselves, like, creative people. But I mean, creative definitely in the sense of, like finding new strategies for doing things and accomplishing things that need to get done, but not creative in the sense of like art. Right. Necessarily. Well, and the, yeah. And I think that's a distinction that I have tried to make on this podcast. It's difficult for me because a lot of the way that I express myself creatively, creatively is mm -hmm. through art. Yeah. Um, but like really creativity is for everyone. So yeah. I'm glad that, that you agree. That yeah, nurses are definitely. Creative. Okay. So um, how did you, how did you get, I guess, back into watercoloring? Like, we'll consider, like, you starting a year ago the starting point. But, like, what yeah. kind of prompted that? I honestly don't remember what got me interested in it again. But I do remember what got me actually doing it again. And that was definitely you. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember feeling frustrated with, because I, I had... Um, like tubes of paint and I didn't really have a lot of tools to utilize for watercoloring and um, I was starting to enjoy it a little bit again more but I didn't really know where to go with it and it wasn't super accessible for me. I just remember being at the art store and we were looking around for like 
um, little travel palettes to kind of take with me. And I was like, I don't know, should I get it? Should I not get it? And you were like, I'm getting it for you. (laughs) And pretty much since that day, since having that little travel palette, um, and having just, um, a watercolor notebook to take with me, um, that kind of is what sparked more actual diving into it. And I think I started off, yeah, since that day, pretty intense. <laughs> like I kind of wanted to spend every second painting a, after that. So when when you started painting, like what what kind of commitment was it? Like monetary, like how much, do you remember how much the supplies were? Like, I guess what I'm trying to get to is that like, it's super easy to start doing yeah. stuff. yeah. Well, I, I guess it depends on like the quality of paints that you want. Right. I mean, you could get, you could even start watercoloring with those little like, you know, tiny watercolor packets that you get for kids that have like a bunch of little pans of paint in yeah. them, like that you see in, in different like elementary schools. Right. You could even watercolor with that if it's something that someone's interested in, but doesn't necessarily want to commit a bunch of money to it. I mean, even the amount of money that we've invested into it has not been that much. Right. Like, right. How much, how many other like creative endeavors did you try before you discovered a watercolor? Um, I feel like in my life I've dabbled in a lot of creative endeavors. Like I, I think I get pretty discouraged when I'm not like necessarily quote unquote good at them. So, um, like in my life I've done different aspects of like writing and I've done drawing and I've done. I like I I've tried painting in different ways before, but I think when I look at it and I'm like, oh, this isn't good enough, then I kind of just disqualify it as something of value and I stop. Yeah. Was there something different about watercoloring that led you to not worry about the quality as much as like just the fact that you're having fun with it? Um Or was I, it like a mindset that you had to like kind of put yourself into? Maybe a little bit of both. I think because I wasn't trying to, I think a lot of times when I had tried to create before, it was for some kind of purpose that I was like, I'm going to make this thing for someone or make this thing um, that I have in my mind that I want to look like this. And when it didn't turn out the way I wanted, I was really disappointed. But with watercoloring, it was more like, I want to watercolor. Yeah. And that was the goal of it. And the the mere act of watercoloring was bringing me joy more than the things that I was making simply because it was so peaceful and so soothing and beautiful just to even see just like color from behind my brush. Like the mere action of putting the brush to the page was comforting for me. Right. I think that's something that like a lot of people struggle with, um, with creativity is like, like they don't try enough stuff out, you know, like you try like, getting your typical like acrylic paints or you'll try drawing or you'll try playing piano and you're like, I suck at all of these and none of them are fun. So maybe I'm not like a creative person. Um, I mean, I've definitely had that a lot with making music where it's like, Hey, I'm like, you know, initially I wasn't good, but really like the driving force behind it was like music had an impact on me and Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. So I just want to like make more music. I think that's cool. Like when people, are really able to like push through and understand that like, Hey, there's like a million different things out here that I can try and do. And, and one of them I'll enjoy, you know, and like, I think it'll change your life. Like, have you like, what, what things has, has watercoloring like in, in what ways has it impacted your life since you've started doing it? Like, have you noticed anything significant? Totally. Totally. I think, um, well, I mean, at least for nurses, we talk a lot about self-care and the importance of self-care, um, especially when like processing um, difficult situations, when nursing or processing grief and things like that. And I think 
watercolor has kind of become a self-care outlet for me that when I'm painting, that's what I'm thinking about. And it is, um, it's very meditative because I feel like I don't necessarily feel like I have to think about um, all the other things going on in my life or it's not necessarily that I'm processing. It's more just that like I can calm my mind down and be at peace when I'm painting. So I know that in times of stress, um, when I do like set aside like unhealthy distraction and take up painting, it does calm my mind far more than like TV or like Instagram would. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's something that I, I really try and advocate people to, to like consume less and create more. Cause I mm-hmm. think there's like just an inherent thing in humanity that like we need to create. And I think you, you end up with like a lot of, you know, a lot of mental stress when you just sit there and consume things. Mm-hmm. Like there's like pent up emotion that you need to get out through creating. Um, mm-hmm. Have you noticed yourself being more creative in other areas? I mean, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I got a job at a flower shop because of like starting with watercolors right. and being like, this is another thing I'm super into. And I don't know if this would like be something that I could do with my life. But I mean, they hired me and and I've been loving that as another like creative outlet. But yeah, and then I'm we had fun with acrylic paint the other right, day right. and painted some cool things. How about but. how about in areas that aren't typically thought of as creative? Like have you noticed your creative ability in nursing school changing? Like I know school I think is a little difficult because yeah. they're pretty rigorous with that, but like have you noticed your approach to like problem solving or like the way that you look at information like has that changed at all? I don't know if I've really sat down and thought about it too much. Okay. I think because I started a lot of the painting stuff kind of around the same time I was starting nursing school. Right. There wasn't too much of a like before and after contrast. Yeah. I I just think it'd be an interesting thing to to know because like Yeah. For me, like a lot of my creativity, like I don't love problem solving. Like there's a <laughs> there's a ton of creativity in problem solving and mm-hmm. I don't think I'm bad at it, but like I know for some people that's where they really thrive is like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to be super creative about how do we solve this problem? Uh, which is really cool. And so it'd be interesting to see like if picking up a creative hobby influences like the yeah. ability to do that at all. Um, Cause I'm sure it does. It's just a matter of like, how long does that take? You yeah. know, how much time do you invest? Um, I definitely think that watercoloring has made me have more of an eye for beauty and kind of more, kind of ability, but also drive to seek out beauty in places. And I think that does help me as a nursing student and someday as a nurse, because there are a lot of times that you're going to experience things that like aren't very beautiful and are really hard and really messy, but being able to find ways to seek out what is beautiful in those can help bring hope in hard situations. Right. Well, yeah. And I I mean, especially like in contrast to destruction, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like there's like creating something versus destroying something. And, and, you know, like a lot of times you'll see people who create something out of the destruction, which is Mm -hmm. cool, but you know, like obviously like bringing something else to the world that's like, Hey, I created this thing and pushing that out, I think really like does a lot to spread hope and and joy and positivity and peace into the world, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, if we had less people sitting around consuming things and more people like going out and being expressive and like figuring out who they are through creating things, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's a, have you noticed that actually that's a, something that I just thought about. Have you noticed that you've found 
like you've understood more of your identity since you've been creating things? Like, has it led you to understand more of who you are? Like what kinds of things you're interested in? Like, like how you approach creating things? I think it depends on, yeah, kind of like what you're saying. It, it depends on how I approach it. I think times when I'm trying to learn a technique or a skill or something, and I am like using videos to like emulate that, I feel like not so much, but the times where I'm just stressed and frustrated and I sit down just because I want to paint something and because I want to like find peace in those moments, I definitely feel like that comparison goes away and it's less of like, who do other people say that I am? And it becomes more of like, who am I actually Yeah. in those moments? Yeah, that's cool. Um, there's, there's a question I had on the, on the tip of my tongue and I completely lost it. I don't <laughs> know okay. where it went. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think creativity is like really interesting for, you know, figuring out who you are. Oh, that's what it was. Um, I was going to say you, you had mentioned like watching YouTube videos when you were first starting, which I mean, obviously you've only been doing it for a year, which is still a pretty short amount of time. Um, like what, what was your process for like learning watercolors other than just sitting down and doing it? Like when you wanted to get better, like where, like how did, what was your, like um, you mentioned watching videos, but yeah, I think the first thing I did was I went on Pinterest and found, um, watercolor pictures and I literally just copied the way someone else watercolor pictured something yeah. <laughs> and just made it myself, yeah. um, just to like practice their technique and stuff like that. And, um, going from there, I like had tried some different like watercolor tutorials, for different things. Um, eventually just a little bit ago, I did do like an online class for it. That was fun just for kind of honing some of the tech techniques that I was using. But. Right. That's really funny. So when I first started making music, I, and even to this day, I really struggle in the idea of copying somebody else's work. Mm -hmm. Even, even if it's to like learn a, learn a skill or a technique, there's just something inside of me that makes it so difficult. <laughs> even though like, it's something I've literally like talked to people before. They're like, Hey, how do I get really good at music? I'm like, yo, find like two or three songs that you really like and sit down and try and make it sound for sound like every second of the track. Like mm -hmm. I guarantee you, you'll get way better at music really mm -hmm. quick. And I, I like refuse to do it. I don't <laughs> know what it is, but um, no, that's like, I think that's really good advice. I think part of what I'm like trying to, you know, kind of get out to people is the idea that like, you don't really need hardly anything to like make something. Yeah. You know, like it's so easy given the advent of the internet and given like the typically materials for stuff are cheap because you're just starting out. You don't need a $3,000 piano. You don't need $500 paints. You mm -hmm. can literally just go to the hardware store and buy like the cheapest stuff and mess around with it and see if it's something you enjoy. And then obviously like if it's something that you like and you've been doing it for a while, then start to invest into it. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just like, like creativity is so easy nowadays. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I think it, it spreads out into things that are like way past just artistic mediums, you know, like something like I've mentioned a lot before on the podcast, like programming, I think is a very inherently creative thing, but mm -hmm. typically you're not going to sit there and think a software developer is like the most creative person, you know, yeah. right. But, yeah. um, have you noticed, like you kind of touched on it a little bit at the beginning, um, creativity and nursing. I think that's mm -hmm. a really interesting idea because I don't know a ton of about nursing and I know you obviously have to be very careful with what yeah. you're doing, but like, have you noticed areas that you could be really creative as a nurse? Yeah. Well, I am 
I think the area that I've seen it the most is um, in the area of therapeutic communication. That's what we call it. Um, but it's finding ways to be able to communicate to your patient um, not only what it is you need to communicate, like these are your meds or these are this is your condition or things like that, but being able to communicate in a way that is um, like going to give them exactly what they need. So being able to read the patient to know um, maybe they're afraid and maybe you can see that in them, but to be able to communicate in a way that can soothe those fears, I think that is the area where nurses really shine in their ability to be creative because it requires so much, not just depth of knowledge, but depth of knowledge of humanity to yeah. know how to communicate what people need. That's super fascinating. See, like, cause I was, I mean, obviously the stereotypical thought is like, okay, nurses like, you know, give people medicine and it's yeah. like, maybe you have to come up, you know, like, have you ever seen the show house Yeah. where he's like coming up with all these like crazy ideas and it's like, uh, obviously the dude's super creative cause he has to figure out like what the person's dealing with. But yeah. I don't that, like, that's super funny. I never would have thought yeah. that like the communication aspect of like, Hey, here's, you know, here's what you need to do. Here's how to like handle this, you know, here's all the stuff that you're going to have to deal with, yeah. with whatever, you know, whatever got you in the hospital. Well, that's something that I kind of enjoy more about nursing than necessarily about the idea of like being a doctor or med school or things like that. Cause nursing is so really like our job is to be the one that connects with the patient that fulfills the tasks that need to be done. Yes. But we are the ones who are like, one-on-one -on -one with the patients that we're working with. And we're the ones who are, so much of nursing is education too. So we're right. the ones educating the patient on their condition, on next steps, at answering questions, asking them questions. But it does take a lot of, yeah, creativity to be able to know and read a person and find ways to communicate that is loving but also effective. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's so fascinating. Um, it's funny how like, I mean, even, even though like I'm, I try and be more aware than I think the general public is of like how far creativity can like really spread into different fields. Like it still fascinates me. Like mm -hmm. every single time I talk to somebody, I'm like, yo, what you're doing is really creative, but you probably don't realize it. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think that's crazy. Um, is there, is there any, anything in your life in the future that you think creativity will really benefit you in or like any hopes or dreams that you have to become more creative that's like a really vague question i don't know <laughs> i don't know if there's like a too. good way to answer that i'm just trying to think like future tense mm -hmm. how do you think creativity will shape your life i think that i mean going along with going into the nursing field that there are so many different avenues that you can take as a nurse that a lot of people think that you know, being a nurse means, you know, you work in a hospital, you work 12 hours, you work overnight shifts, you know, like all those things. They see a lot of the like traditional role of nurses, but how many different roles are available for nurses, I think definitely is going to aid me in the future as I'm kind of having to explore different things and who knows, maybe even create a role for myself in different ways. Um, I think that definitely, as far as my career goes, I think, um, I think people discredit this a lot, but I think parenting is a very creative <laughs> task yeah, yeah, that someday true. having kids. I think that that requires heaps of creativity. I, yeah. That's possibly the most creative yeah. thing you can have, right? <laughs> and we don't just mean finger painting. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's really interesting too. Um, um, 
as far as watercoloring goes, what are, mm-hmm. what are your hopes and dreams and aspirations? Do you have like, what's, what's your, like, do you have any sort of vision for what that is? Or do you just want to keep it like a close to home hobby? I honestly don't know. I think I've had moments of, hey, this would be really cool if I could sell my art or it would be really cool if I could like make prints of this and, you know, I don't know, set up a store or sell it to a place. I don't know. But um, I've had moments of it. I think the thing that holds me back is because I find so much joy in it. I wouldn't want it to become something that I had to do versus something that I love to do which I think there are ways even when you are making money off of the things that you're creating, I think there are ways to still maintain it as something that you love to do versus something that you have to do. But I worry for myself knowing how I am. I think I would put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, so yeah, there's, there's thoughts of that in the future, but for right now I mostly just love like making things for other people and I don't know, giving little watercolors to people as gifts and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that the, like, the art into business idea has always been like an interesting one, especially for me. Cause like I've, I've always like, since I've gone into art, it's like, Oh, Hey, how can I make a living off of this? Yeah. And I think that there are things that I'm starting to realize like, Hey, I need to have a hobby separate from whatever ends up being my job. You know, yeah. like I love music, but I guarantee you that once I start making a living off of it, like it will be a job. Like I'll yeah. still love it, but there will still be days where I wake up and go, the last thing I want to do right now is make music. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, like, you know, in, in terms of watercoloring, I think, you know, there are ways where you could, you know, maybe like, you're like, Oh, Hey, I finished this piece. Like I'm okay with selling it. So you put it up for sale. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't be a good business model. You wouldn't have like consistent clientele, but like you'd still make some money off of it. But, um, I don't know. I think just like reminding people that there isn't pressure to like always make money off of stuff or like mm-hmm. just do stuff for the enjoyment, you know, do stuff cause it's good for you. Like go create. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think too, like it depends on what it is like working with flowers. I love florals. I love floral design. I think that's so much fun, but I don't mind doing that as a job, like right. being able to like create as a job in that way. It feels pretty like, safe for me but having my I don't know my watercolors are just like such a precious thing to me that I don't want to I don't want to lose that moment of peace and that moment of like self-care that I get from watercoloring by trying to sell it too much right right yeah I I actually just watched a video this morning Uh, it was a guy who was talking about like you know like doing your passion for work and it was just like you know it's something that I think a lot of people forget like, Hey, when you, you know, when you turn something into a job, it is a job, you know, like you don't show up to work every day and go like, man, this is the (laughs) greatest thing I've ever done. You know, like you will have days where you don't love it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, conversely, like there are, I guarantee you there are people out there that are like, I would never want to turn floral design into a job, but I would be okay with making a million watercolors a day and selling them as a career, you know, like, and I think it's cool to find ways where, you know, maybe you are creative and you're like, Hey, I want to make a living out of doing something artistic or creative and, and go for that. But also know that there's things that you should probably keep a little closer to home and (laughs) and not try and monetize and, you know, just have fun with it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that when I stopped putting the pressure on myself to create something really good and started just creating, that's when I found the joy in it. Yes. Yeah. Um, like just 
like creating for the sake of creating Mm -hmm. like have fun and don't don't put pressure on yourself i think that's something too that a lot of beginners stumble into um i think i've told you this before but there's a there's a quote that's been thrown around and i don't know who the original quote is by but the the gist of the quote because i know i would butcher it anyways um (laughs) is something to the effect of like the reason that you got into making or creating whatever it is you're creating is because you have really good taste, right? And the problem is when you first start creating, you start comparing your stuff against the things that you really like and you realize really quickly that you're horrible compared to like, (laughs) you know, if you're making a sculpture, you're like, oh, hey, like Da Vinci did this way better than I ever will, Mm -hmm. you know? But like, you know, give yourself grace and let yourself fail a bunch and give it time and do it because you know that you enjoy doing it. And after a while, you'll probably realize like, wow, you know, in the last six months, I went from making something that looks like a potato to something that looks more like a face, you know, <laughs> like, like my paintings still kind of look like potatoes. Well, sometimes. I mean, my music sounds like a potato being thrown against a wall. So, but That'd be a cool sound. We should make that, that would be song. cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think having grace, especially when you're first starting out, like, yeah. like you are not going to paint a Picasso like your first try. I mean, I've have paintings hanging on my wall that are the first things I painted and they look pretty awful, but I'm proud of them because I like took the time to do it, you know? Um, but like, I don't know, like don't expect that you're going to be an overnight success. Yeah. Just have fun with it. Mm -hmm. You know, use it as a, as a way to like figure out who you are and, and get your, I mean, creativity is like a, a muscle, right? Like you have to train your brain, you know, you have to exercise it, like go out and be creative with it. Yeah. And I think the the key for me in really getting kickstarted on watercolors was starting small. Like I didn't I didn't start by trying to create a whole like big painting of anything. Like most of my like first watercolors are literally just like a bunch of lemons, like little tiny one inch lemons on a page, yes. you know. But just because it was fun and I was learning how the water worked and I was learning how colors worked and things like that. But starting small and then being able to build from there into things that are, you know, more large scale or, or more intricate or things like that, that I think laying that foundation really helped me in the future. Right. Um, a question for you, because I know this is something that I struggled with a lot when I first started making music. Did you ever try and create something and then realize that you were too ambitious and never finish it? Yes. I have literally one in my backpack right now. Okay. Was, is that like a frequent occurrence or is that something that like didn't happen too much? Um, it's kind of moderately frequent. Okay. Um, it, it depends. Cause, cause that was me for like the first probably four years yeah. that I was making music where like I'd sit yeah. down and be like, oh, I'm going to make a song. And like, I literally, like I started making music my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish a song until my sophomore year of college. <laughs> like that's like four years. Yeah. It's three and a half minutes. Like, you know, I think a lot of people are like afraid of it sounding bad. So they're like, oh, I'm not going to finish it. Yeah. So I was just curious because, you know, I know, you know, if you're painting a lemon, it's going to be a bit easier to finish than like a three and a half minute yeah. song. But And I think that's what that's what helped with starting small because because I had that little travel watercolor set and I had the little water brush and I could take it with me that like I could be sitting on the bus and I could just like paint a little lemon and it would be like a creative practice for yeah. me. Yeah. Like... Did you have a, like a, like a, any sort of schedule where you're like, Hey, I want to paint every day. Definitely not. Okay. 
Because I think that's another interesting thing that could be helpful for people who want to start getting into creativity is mm-hmm. saying like, literally give yourself like, hey, I'm going to be creative for five minutes. Like make yeah. it make it impossible to not do without you feeling horribly guilty about not doing it. Yeah. You know, like five minutes is something you can do right before you go to sleep if you have to. You yeah. Know? Like, hey, I'm going to paint a lemon in five minutes <laughs> and that's going to be my creativity for the day because, you know, over the course of a month, that five minutes will turn into 15 minutes. And then 15 yeah. will turn into an hour and then an hour will turn into a couple hours. Like, I just think that'd be, you know, if you're struggling to get into it or to find time, like, mm-hmm. f- like give yourself a time limit. That's impossible to not do. I don't know. That's just a, just a thought. But I think that when I first started, I was like so into it that I definitely think like that. Cause I was spending every like right. spare minute doing it. But I think what would have been helpful for me later would be maybe implementing that when kind of, you know, the honeymoon phase wears off and it's like, oh, like I'm really still enjoying this, but I'm not near as good as I thought I was going to be after, you know, so many months of doing this and then kind of just started pushing it to the side, feeling discouraged, not doing it. I think that's when I really needed that. Right. Um, now you're going to paint every day, like even yeah. just like one little thing every day just to keep me um, investing in it. Yeah. No, I think that's a, that's an interesting thought. Cause that's definitely something that I experienced as well. Like, you know, the first three, six months you're like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to jump in and make music every day. And then mm-hmm. after six months, you're like, man, I've gotten nowhere. My music still sounds horrible. Yeah. And then, you know, I did that a lot where I'd like give up for six months and then come back to it and then give up and then come back to it and give up. Mm-hmm. Now I'm at a point where I just like, I think I'm a slight masochist because I just force <laughs> myself to do it even if I hate it. But Can't give it up. Yeah, I can't give it up. But it's good. I mean, I think it it's like really shaped the way that I approach life. Yeah. So And I think it there is like a plateau that you reach when you're working on stuff that you like get to the certain level where you don't see growth and pushing through that level to the next plateau is where you're really going to see an increase in growth. But I think a lot of people stop on that first level where they're like, okay, I learned the thing, but now I'm not good at the thing. So I'm going to stop doing the thing. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a a different podcast we should have. I actually have this book right here on my, on my uh, coffee table called mastery, the keys to success and long-term fulfillment. And it talks a lot about that plateau idea that like Mm -hmm. masters will, like thrive in the plateau because they know at some point it will go away and not try and like hack their way past it, but like put in the time and the effort. I think that'd be an interesting topic for another time. Um, since we're not trying to, to scare people off from getting started creating. (laughs) Um, do you have, do you have any like last, last thoughts on like people trying to get started creating stuff or any just last thoughts in general? Um, I think the biggest thing that has, meant the most to me is just finding joy in it without even the things that I don't show anyone that creating and for me, watercolors aren't for the sake of impressing anyone or looking cool or even making something worthwhile. Like it's for the sake of my soul and being able to find joy and peace where I'm at. So I think anyone getting started in some kind of creative area, I think that would be the best advice that I could give them, like find the things that you can create to give you joy um, and don't let it affect you what other people think. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. You know, like if you have found yourself wanting something more from your life and you haven't tried creating stuff, I think that's a good place to start. 
mm-hmm. like sit down, try writing a book. Well, maybe try writing a sentence first before <laughs> a book, but you know, take things small, take things one step at a time and like, just do it for the, for the sake of creating and, and enjoyment. And, you know, if you get to a place where you really want to share it with people or you want to make a career out of it, like that's, you know, a path that you'll have to decide to go down. But I think everyone should try and create stuff. I think mm-hmm. that's just an overall great thing to do. So and try new things, even if you're bad right. at it. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Like <laughs> you ruin a $15 canvas that you bought. Like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. hang it up in your room. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, I think that's it for this week. Um, I think I mentioned on the last one, I'm going to try and do a podcast every Monday. So hopefully it'll be ready for your morning commute on Mondays. Um, but yeah, so that's that's been this week. This, is, this has been April. That's me. Do you do you have anything you want to plug before we call? No it? plugs. All right, cool. Just April. Just paint lots of just things. Just paint. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, per usual. Uh, this has been podcast of creative. You can find me at Port City underscore underscore basically everywhere that social media exists and shoot me creative stuff. Um, if you're into painting, send it over, and me and April can take a look at it and we'll give you feedback. Yeah, definitely. Or encourage you to keep painting. Um, yes. But also yeah, do some lemons. Yeah, go <laughs> paint some lemons and send them over, and we can we can review them. Um, but yeah, per usual, uh, go out, keep creating, and uh, we'll see you next time.